Welcome to the Chad Marketing Podcast, your number one place to learn actionable strategies and tips that help you have more profitable conversations with your customers. This podcast is here to help you grow your business by better understanding your customers, speak to them on another level, and grasp the opportunities that lie in the chat marketing industry. And now, let's get chatting with your host, live from Melbourne, Australia, successful chat marketer and entrepreneur, Dan Pinney. Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 14 of the Chat Marketing Podcast, and welcome to a brand new year. It's great to be back on the airwaves. We've had a little bit of a break and we are excited to bring you some more experts and episodes for 2014 where we chat with some of the people that are changing the way that we are chatting with our customers. And we're going to start with one of those amazing experts today. His name is Ryan Baggett. He is the founder of Tap the Table. Now, Tap the Table is a system that allows restaurant and hospitality owners to get their business online quickly and easily, which has been pretty important over the last 12 months. And it also integrates directly with chat and allows to utilize some of the powers of chat marketing. So we chat through him with that, as well as he's also a fellow podcast host. It's also another chat marketing podcast as well. So there is more than one out there. Make sure you go and subscribe to his podcast at the Chatbot Podcast all the links and resources that we chat through uh, in this interview can be found at marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 14 or session 14. So without further ado, let's jump into our chat with Ryan Baggett of Tap the Table. All right, Ryan, welcome to the Chat Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, man. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Looking forward to getting into um, the space that you're playing in, particularly into that hospitality and restaurant game. But before we delve into that, can you give us a little bit of a background on how you got into this space and 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 how you eventually ended up in in creating Tap the Table? For sure. So um, I have been in social media marketing professionally since around 2009, 2010, uh, even while I was still in, uh, in in school for the most part in college, and uh, it was a way for me to make some extra money by managing. Uh, Facebook pages for business owners in my area. And it uh, eventually transpired into something that enabled me to make more money uh, than I could with my full-time job after graduating college as a revenue director at a uh, beachfront resort on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, where I live. Mm. And it was a lot of fun. I was able to uh, make quite a bit of money, uh, travel all over, uh, my territory that I, I played the most in was in Florida. And because of my hospitality background in school, that was my major, hotel and restaurant management. Okay. I, I knew the problems to solve in that industry. Yep. And, uh, I was able to do that with social media. And so um, I was able to go uh, all over Florida into some really, really fun uh, places where it would have costed so much money to vacation. Instead, <laughs> I was there, the young kid, in a way, going there, working, getting paid to do the things. And so it was really an addicting lifestyle. Um, I actually got engaged and married to the girl um, who I'm still married to from college. And so no. she did not like all of the traveling that I did. <laughs> Florida, and, you know, uh, she wanted me home more than I was. And so I made a point to, um, after we got married to make sure I started reeling in those clients a little bit more locally. And so I was able to transition from hotels and resorts to 
focus on restaurants because again, I just kind of knew the language and I knew the problems to solve. And I got involved with a, a giant restaurant group on Hilton Head as their digital marketing consultant. And I was mm-hmm. doing that for years. They eventually approached me with a full-time gig that I just could not refuse, yep. accepted. And then I learned all the inside things, mm-hmm. everything that they wouldn't tell a third party consultant as a uh, organization, obviously as their director, I learned. Yep. And so I learned all of the inside problems, all the the headaches to have, and I had them all many, many late nights dealing with the digital problems of 17 restaurants, I think at the time. Yeah. And um, what blew my mind, even though I, I really was focused on the social side, what blew my mind was the power of third-party apps. And at this point, what, 2000, maybe 16, 2017, I had, I had no faith in the app markets anymore. I was like, who downloads apps anymore? No one's going to do that. Well, they tasked me with developing an app. So I threw my first uh, app on the Apple, an Android store, and it did really well. We tracked in two weeks over 100 grand um, on this island of 34,000 people. Around 100,000 people will vacation here in a month, each month of the year. Um, Sometimes more so in the summer, obviously. But it it blew me away. I was like, oh my God, I'm able to track so much mm. and i had so many barriers you know like unintentional obviously like it sucks that you have to open up your app store hope you have good wi-fi make sure you spell the thing right remember your yeah. password you know there's so many <laughs> barriers that you don't think about at least i don't think about when i'm downloading an app yeah that's i would just have so many emails so many problems you know they couldn't find the app they couldn't sign into their account so while it was wildly successful financially so fast I, I just knew there are so many problems that shouldn't exist but there's just no way around and yeah. so fast forward that's you know stuck in my mind i've done a lot of things in um, the ad agency world i had a full-time job with an ad agency while consulting uh, i've worked with some e-commerce brands some big ones yep. the app thing never left my head and so when i discovered i think it was last november 2019 one of kelly's tutorials from baby got bought yeah nice i think that's what got me hooked like yeah. I, I don't know how i think i was watching a gary v video she is the gary v of chatbots yeah way. absolutely uh, i was watching a gary v video and then all of a sudden boom here's this blonde lady talking about bots so 80s <laughs> so fun it was like who's this what is she doing what is this <laughs> what is this magic she's got here <laughs> you know and uh, i was hooked and so since then, since November of 2019, I think I've been obsessed with automation and obsessed with chatbots and yep. message and conversational marketing. And so January of this year, I stopped pretty much all work. That was uh, I had zero, you know, full-time job at this point, January 2nd. I'm just focused on bots and how can I get, my thought was, how can I get as, as many uh, programs that I develop in places and in, in restaurants at this point still are, is my specialty. How can I get as many bots in all these restaurants to make them a ton of money they've never made before from Facebook? That was the goal. Mm. It was it was the thing for me. And so that's what I've done all year. And so I went from using mini chat and I know you had Mike on your show. That guy I owe like half of all my money to him because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> without, without his 
genius in developing mini chat that who knows what i'd be doing today yeah but i you know i used mini chat and i used um i guess they have this now and then an app store bot sheets and yep. google sheets and all these different tools to achieve the goal and and finally you know <clears throat> when you're scaling and you're, when you're really going fast like i, I have been all year you'll just run into some issues that you have to resort to something more niche. You have yeah. to resort to something more specific. And unfortunately for me, it did not exist. And so because of that, I took all of the successful strategies and tactics I developed in conversational marketing with you know, all of these tools I've mentioned and I developed my own. And now I have uh, a platform where I am not necessarily needed to do the things for the restaurant anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. It, it, I, I, in my experience, restaurants specifically are not interested in building bots. No. Uh, <laughs> they're interested in making money, you know? Yeah. And so because I speak their language and understand the problem that they have, I developed how the table differently than other apps because it's so focused and it's so, it, it works for restaurants, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's so focused on in one space. I think because of that, nothing compares. We're so focused. We're so purpose driven versus multi-purpose. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's a specialized tool and it's so fun to see the success really at this point across the world, people, business owners, restaurants using this thing. Mm, mm. What are some of those, that you mentioned the challenges, the main challenges that restaurant owners are facing. What are some of those main challenges and how has, yeah. how has this year affected that as well on the current environment? Wow, man. So what a roller coaster of a year it's been, right? In, in January, um, you know, I don't know what the rest of the world is doing, I guess, but I was not thinking about COVID. Mm. I was not thinking about the pandemic back in January. Matter of fact, in February, my wife and I, uh, we went on a holiday to South Africa and mm. we were there for like two weeks. It was great. By the time we were like, you know, packing up our stuff, getting ready to head back to the States, man, <laughs> the, the president here is saying that they're going to lock travel down. I'm thinking yeah. I'm going to get stuck in freaking Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and we hear on Facebook that the United States is all running out of toilet paper. I was like, what is going on? I, I had no, I never, ever thought that, the United States was going to shut down. I didn't think any country was going to shut down. Yeah. At that point, Italy, I think was hit the hardest. Yeah. We get back home, thankfully, like within days of like the traveling thing, just you're done. Wow. And it's just, I'm like feeling great because since January, you know, two, I'm building up all these clients, making everyone so much money. I'm making some money. It's great. And then all of a sudden, bam, global <laughs> event happening. Mm. And I'm like, oh no, what is going to happen? And actually, you know, I did lose a lot of clients. Yeah. I, I lost a, a lot of clients and I had to overcome barriers I didn't think I was ever have to overcome. But there was positives that came out of it as well. Because one of the main things I guess I'm kind of known for is NFC. Um, yeah. It's just my thing that, you know, QR code 2.0, mm. you, you, mm. you've got to be hip to NFC, right? Yeah. Got to be. Yeah. 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 So yeah. That, that's like my thing. That's like, I was hooked when I understood the, the potential and the power of NFC and uh, <laughs> the pandemic truthfully catapulted the consumer knowledge of what 
the QR code functionality was, what NFC yeah. technology could do, what their phones could do. It's amazing. Still today, I would say probably six or seven out of 10 people don't fully know how to work their camera to read a QR code. Nah. <laughs> Right. It or not it's <laughs> and maybe it's just in my area again we're the slow country here in, in yeah. georgia and south carolina but it you know I, I can have a giant sign that says open your camera and view this code and people are gonna ask me the first do i take a picture yeah, I won't do that. yeah. that's not how it works <laughs> you know so but i'll tell you i i thought that it would take years for people to really understand okay guys tap the table tap this nfc tag or scan this qr code and get the thing this the climate has totally helped me in every single way. Um, but again, I said I struggled, you know, Yeah. especially when it first hit. I was literally giving my services away for free at one point this year. Yeah, I think wow. If you Google my name, it's like the first thing that pops up. Ryan Daggett gives away his marketing services. And I was like, that was months ago, Google. Come on, update. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I was trying everything to, number one, help the restaurants, you know, like, that hospitality, the whole industry has given me so much, basically my entire uh, career out, outside of graduation. Mm. And it's, it's given me so much. And it's like, oh, man, it, it was insane to see restaurant after restaurant close their doors. And, and whether they would stay on or not, you would have to wonder, will they open again? Yeah. Right. And for me, it's maybe it's not the same for most people, but on Hilton Head, to give you an idea, it's 12 in general, it's 12 square miles, man. And there's 250 plus restaurants. That is a <laughs> lot of places. Yeah. And they it's all a saturated do well. market. Yeah. It, it is saturated, but again, you don't become a restaurant on Hilton Head unless you're bringing something amazing to the table. Yeah. Okay. The concept's going to be great. And so to see so many great concepts close because they weren't prepared, mm. it just broke my heart. And, and to me, what seems so easy, well, duh, collect emails, duh, get in a text messaging game. It never crosses these guys' minds because in general, they're just old school. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's why I'm doing what I'm doing to hopefully help as many restaurants as possible. And how do you work with the restaurant? How do you like go to them and say, I've got this, mm. I've got this thing, right? And how do you speak their language? Like, what are they interested in? So the number one thing a restaurant owner does not have is time. They don't have time yeah. for anything. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I've never had um, sales lessons or sales classes. I'm totally, uh, I just uh, am who I am. Hate me or love me kind of mm. guy. Mm. And so, but knowing that they have no time, they have no time for games and get to the point, you know, show me the bread and butter type folks and restaurant people are in general. Yep. I, uh, I, I whipped up some devices, <laughs> some, some NFC tags and some coasters, some tabletops and table tents um, with QR codes and NFC yep. tags embedded. And so it would be so easy for me to walk into any restaurant, mm. walk up to the gatekeeper, the, the host that just started yesterday, that's going to ask permission for everything the, the one that you don't want to talk to because she ain't getting you to the decision maker. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? She's not going to know who the decision maker is. Yeah. I could, I could go to a host stand say, Hey, I, I got to, I'm doing a sales pitch right now. Like I'll just be honest with you. If you just trust me just tap your phone on this QR code, I, I, you don't even have to open your camera. I see that you have a nice iPhone there. Just tap it. 
and tell me if you think this is cool enough to tell your boss. And every time that I'd walk into a place, I would have a demo Facebook page. Yep. So that it appeared exactly as their own Facebook page. So many times they're looking at me like this black hat magic social media guy <laughs> just hacked in my page is doing crazy stuff. I'm like, no, it says demo right there. I'm not, I'm not breaking into your Facebook page. I'll know how to do that. Uh, Facebook security is great <laughs> regardless of what people think. And so they're just blown away that they're tapping their phone. A, they didn't know their phone could do that. They didn't know their phone was uh, NFC enabled most of the time. Or um, I'm showing them how to scan a QR code. They know what the QR code is. Yep. They've known about them for 10 years, but they didn't use them and they didn't know that natively that a camera could open them. Mm. So it's an education thing. And it's like you see the spark. And with message marketing, I'm sure as you know, mm. you have so much fun. Yeah. Message marketing is fun. It's not like making a poster to me is so boring. Yeah. You know, like I'm not a graphics guy. You look at any of my websites, you can tell I'm so basic, but <laughs> conversational marketing is fun. You can have emojis, you can have gifts, you can have little videos, you know, like you can really make it an experience. It's an instant brand experience. And so <laughs> when I would do these pitches, A, I'm walking in, not in a business suit with a tie. First of all, I'm walking in like I'd walk into a friend's house, truthfully, because I'm, I'm so transparent and I'm just so who I am all the time. Yeah. I walk in with a flat bill shirt untucked and some Jordans on. They're like, who the <laughs> heck is this is dude trying to see <laughs> I'm like, yo, just tap your phone. And they're like, what? <laughs> and, and so it is, it's so fun. They tap their phone. They see the thing. Messenger opens up or a landing page, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, one of the best pitches, still a client to this day, a, a big client, Stoner's Pizza Joint, shout out to John Stinson. Mm -hmm. uh, he might actually listen to this. Mm -hmm. uh, tap the phone. They're, they're all these guys, executives, man. This is a bigger brand. They're, they're looking at me like, okay, cool. We, we see typing. We see, hey, how are you doing? Whatever their name is. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they'll see a pizza DJing a pizza, a, a cat DJing a pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, in a room, and it's dead silent. And I'm like, guys, there is a cat DJing a pizza in their boardroom. There's a cat DJing the pizza. It's okay to smile. And then they start all busting out laughing. <laughs> their guards just dropped. They're like, oh my God, this is incredible. And they're seeing their brand. Yeah. And they're, they're imagining without even having to tell me, they're imagining their customers doing what they're doing. And that's why I do the demo that way. Yeah. It's the easiest demo of all time. So getting to the gatekeeper or getting to the gatekeeper and then getting to the uh, person you actually want to talk to, the decision maker is usually so easy because You've shown that person something they've never seen. They want to go tell their boss. Oh my yeah. God, boss, check this out. I'm the one that told you, don't forget, you know? Mm. Um, so in general, that's how I pitched. And, and now because I'm at the point where I'm not looking for, uh, I hate to say it, like, I'm not looking for individual restaurants at this point. I'm going after deals where marketing departments can utilize my tool for 500 restaurants plus at a time because Ultimately, my goal is to have a QR code or an NFC tag from tap to table on every single restaurant table in America. That's the goal. Yep. I, I want, and, and if that's the case, then I can say 99.9 .9 of these restaurants out here are going to be able to make money using social media. They're going to make money with their Facebook posts. That's the problem that I wanted to solve. Yeah. Because no one knows, right? How much money did Facebook make me today? How much? How about last week, last month? I solved that, thankfully. I think.
Yeah. Well, that's that's been the, you know, the million dollar question, right, is how much effort do I put into social media? And they know they've got to do it. They know they have a present. They reluctantly do it. A lot of people, um, business owners, I do reluctantly do it because they know they need to be there. But switching that conversation into, hey, this is actually, you can put a monetary value on your effort. um, Exactly. And resources. The restaurant um, and and the bigger hospitality game, it's an interesting um, niche or niche rather, depending on um, where people are listening to. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, Was, you know, you've, you've got the background in hospitality and tourism and you could have gone down a number of different routes, right? Why, what stood out from the restaurant game for you to provide this solution? This solution specifically filled the need of such a large percentage of restaurants in the United States have had no means of offering online ordering. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of years ago, matter of fact, when I was running the restaurant camp, running restaurants uh, in a restaurant group here on Hilton Head, it was insane the day that DoorDash came on the scene because they didn't ask permission. Mm-hmm. They just like got in bed with Google yeah. and allowed, you know, your food to be ordered through a third party without you knowing about it. Yeah. You get a, a to-go order potentially, maybe even being called in, but you don't know as a DoorDash person picking it up. Mm. And so <clears throat> because so many restaurants in my area specifically, remember the low country, AKA the slow country, mm. did, some of them don't even have websites. Like it's insane. Yeah, some of these restaurants might not have websites, but they've been around for so long. Maybe they don't need one, truthfully. And then so many just were unequipped, unprepared because they don't know. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know how much money they're missing out by not offering online ordering. They don't know how much money uh, is left on the table because they don't have uh, a delivery service or a delivery agreement. They just know that we made this much money from people that sat here and ate food, and maybe if they're good, they know how much money. Is segmented. This is how much money we made from people taking the food to go. And yeah. believe it or not, some people don't do that. It's it's amazing to know how many restaurants here and afar in the United States use an old school cash register and no POS system. Yeah, they have no real records except the receipts that are the expos reading. You know what I mean? It, so <clears throat> for me, it's it's interesting to to solve problems in an area where so many businesses just don't know what they need. They don't know what they're missing. When you're able to show them you've made in the past six years, 70, 700 Facebook posts. You have no idea if you've ever made a dollar, you know, you've boosted the post $20 here, $20 there, but you don't know if that works. Sometimes you think the sales increase, but you can't correlate it. You can't say this came from that and e-commerce easy money in money out you can track everything people buying hamburgers and pizzas it's been a lot harder until now yeah and now we can have a really good idea what's going on and how does it also help bridge that gap from the in-person experience as well because that's always been you know any bricks and mortar business not just restaurants being like you know yeah the same i've posted 700 times on facebook but i don't know how many people came through my door i don't know how many how much I spent when I were here. So I, I can't put a monetary value on it. Like how, how does it help bridge that gap? Yeah, man, man, you ask great questions, man. Kudos, <laughs> so you've done some research. So um, with most chat marketing platforms, you have um, somewhere 
a tab for a customer database, customer databases. And that is a huge deal. That's like, aside from the actual transaction happening into at the table, the, the biggest piece that the clients love is our customer database. Our customer data uh, dashboard is incredible in the way it shows the details. So, um, you know, we won't, like you said, before we get on the air, we won't go deep in the nitty gritty of building bots, even though I love to go there. I love the nerding out. Yeah, yeah I mean, you but, can touch on it. Like it's, it's, I think it's, it's worthwhile for people that are probably even looking um, mm-hmm. at this, uh, this solution yep. for their own business or offering it for clients as well to understand a little bit more as to, you know, the ins and outs. So if you, if, you know, I'd love for you to expand on the features a little bit further. Sure. So for example, if someone has commented on a Facebook post, and it's, you know, and, and we'll keep it in the lane of restaurants for this case. And it's a, it's a new pizza. It's a new specialty pizza available for this weekend only. And um, the post says something like, if you want to be one of the first or one of the only people to enjoy this specialty pizza for the weekend, you better comment and then check your DMs for our next message, right? First of all, that's a, for people that aren't familiar, it's an odd thing to say, comment yeah. and then mm-hmm. check your messages and, you know, shout out to ManyChat. They just released a feature that yeah. does something like this. It's um, n- all about notifications. So you've taken a comment, right? And while you'll see so many pages have comments, not all comments are the same. Not all, mm-hmm. not all things are the same. So on, you know, pages with mini chat and tab- the table with the, the comment tool, we're able to take the person that left a comment on a Facebook post, not even an ad, just a regular old Facebook post, like that person's comment automatically, publicly reply, and in my case, a variety of different phrases that I uh, pre-populate, and then send a direct message. So what does that do? It alerts the consumer, first of all, that the business has acknowledged them, mm. which I'm a crybaby. If I leave a comment, I want somebody to reply. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm not special, you know, and I go cry in the corner for a while. <laughs> and so uh, mm-hmm. this ensures no one cries in the corner because they're getting acknowledged twice. They're going to get a comment that is specific to them, to them. They're going to have their post liked in many cases. And then the magic, they get to the direct message. So just like a text message, that that direct message, that DM is going to live there until you look at it. Yeah. Right. So you look at your DMs and it's from this page. And in my case, and in many cases, it'll, there'll be a button there and it'll say something like, hey, thanks for your interest in the, the awesome specialty pizza. Click here to order it now or order instantly. And so upon them clicking that button, the tag system, and if you've watched the social experiment movie, it's like visually mm-hmm. explained here, you know, yeah. I'll tag that person, came in from comments, interested in the new pizza and the uh, new, new uh, customer in the database, something like that, right? Three yeah. tags up front after they've tapped that button. Later on in the conversation, because that's what we're having here in, in Facebook Messenger, that's yeah. where this is all happening. Um, I might ask them for their phone number and email. But it'll likely populate automatically. They don't have to type it. They don't have to think about it. They just tap it. Yep. And then, boom, all of that information is populated into the customer database. So the pitch for me has been so fun to say, tap the table works every day. And this is how it works. You're either going to get direct sales or we get people in your database that you can get direct sales from later. And you're going to know when those sales happen. You can get super specific with your offers. And, you know, I, for the smart restaurants, the ones that have a little bit, the, you know, a little bit of leeway, 
Mm. They can afford to give a little bit. It's almost stupid to not give away something for free. Yeah. You, you can track it in the digital days. Yeah. Beforehand, when you had like the punch cards where they just took the whole punch and like, okay, here's yeah. your, your six punch for your lunch club. Yeah. You could totally yeah. scan that. Yeah. With digital, you can't, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty much foolproof. Like you, you have to be a hacker to figure out how to scam Facebook. You know, I haven't figured out how to do it. <laughs> yeah. So um, you can do so many fun things that in e-commerce and in, in restaurants now that, you know, you, e-commerce, it's been doable, but for, for restaurants, no way. There's yeah. no way that I can guarantee that old Gary here is going to get one slice of free pizza ever from this campaign. How, you know, with Facebook, you're associated with that account as a person. Yeah. You can't fool me. It's awesome. Yeah. And so and I'm nerding out right now. No, 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 totally. I, I love it. And um, one of the big things that come out of uh, conversations conference this year was, was Mike talking about that omni-channel experience, right? And, and sure. being able to implement email, SMS, and soon to be WhatsApp and Instagram, which is going to blow it up completely. But um, right. you integrate this with other platforms as well, right? Because, you know, you mentioned um, the low life or the slow life. Um, yep. <laughs> Facebook might be a little, Facebook messenger might be a little bit of a barrier um, for some of them. Um, you don't have the account, right? but SMS is it like that kind of fills the gap, right? Dude, you, you are sharp, man, because you're a thousand percent right. And that is a barrier. I didn't mention it earlier. And you must have like, and you were like, here's the carrot, Ryan. I'll just say it. <laughs> telling you that's been a tough one to battle in social media marketing <laughs> and in, specifically in messenger marketing. It's a hard one to battle when the restaurant owner says, well, what if they don't have social media, Ryan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you don't market to them, jerk. No, you don't do that. You don't say that. <laughs> um, the solution is, well, they're going to have a smartphone. And if they don't have a smartphone, then you're really not going to be able to truly market to them consistently. You know, yeah. like send them a postcard. Maybe they'll open their mail. I don't know. I, I don't do print. <laughs> so um, I made sure that that question was solved as fast as I could. And with the help of my integration with Twilio, I was able to make that happen quickly. So for example, and this is uh, one of the best examples to use when some a customer is at a restaurant and they scan a QR code for a thing, meaning they want to view the, the restaurant's menu in most cases. Yep. Maybe they want to order at the table. They do that in some cases. We just bypass the POS or maybe they want to, spin a wheel a chance to, to win a thing. When we get them to scan, we can have them be pushed to a, a web page, a landing page that will allow them to choose their own customer journey. They can have a custom customer journey. So if there's a giant button that says, join our club via Facebook yep. or Messenger, or join via text, SMS, or something like that, Nine times out of 10, they're not going to click the button that doesn't pertain to them, you know, because yeah. they've scanned something to to get something. There has to be an incentive. Or the, otherwise, the person is just not going to do it. So in a lot of cases, like join our VIP club or join the birthday club. That's a fun one. Yep. And that's built right in. Join the birthday club. And it's uh, just two taps or something like that. So they scan the uh, QR code or tap the NFC link. Uh, they choose join with Facebook, join with text messaging and with text messaging and um, my communications in Messenger, the 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 funnel of conversation is exactly the same. Yeah, is replicated, and I use Google Dialogue Flow to ensure the objectives met. So whether they're pressing buttons in Messenger or communicating in P 
paragraph form, we'll understand the intent and understand what we need to, you know, track for that customer. Nice. Are you using anything? Let's say, you know, we get them in, you get them into um, the restaurant, mm-hmm. they're sitting down, they're dining, they're either joining via NFC. Um, mm-hmm. What about bringing them back? What are some of the, the things that you use, SMS, Messenger? Are you using anything in mobile wallet or anything like that or have looked at any of that sort of space to bring people back through the door? I use for sure SMS and email. That's built into the platform. I do not use any sort of mobile wallet. I think the people that use um, you know, mobile wallet and wallet, least shout out to Rupert. They're way smarter than the people in the slow country. They don't understand how to use <laughs> Apple wallet. They, it's hilarious to see so many people fumble with their Samsung and, and iPhone uh, phones at the gas station trying to pay for gas. It's like, I know I have Apple pay. Well, sir, you have to like, you know, activate it. Well, it's work. It should work. It's user, user error most of the time, but that's why I've stayed away from programs like that because in my experience, the, it's just, it's so gangster. It's so awesome that people aren't ready for it yet. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Um, really interesting uh, product and, and solution for the restaurant owners out there. How, has this year forced them and almost forced their hand um, to accelerate, you know, the adaption of the digital space and being able to integrate that. Is this a space like, um, sorry to go on a bit of a tangent, but like in, no, in Melbourne here in um, Victoria, Australia, mm-hmm. we've been in, we were in lockdown for three months, right? And, mm-hmm. and we came out and everyone was like restaurants, cafes, like retail, we can do everything. And everyone was in a much better mood. Everyone was trying to book a place to go though, right? Mm-hmm. And the gap between the worst and the best websites had a lot <laughs> a lot left to desire. So, you know, it's almost now the system that I find that I can get a booking easier, that I can secure it, that I can just get the information that I need, Um is now a competitive advantage for, for businesses sure. out there. Is that what you're finding in this in this space and, and what this environment has sort of forced people to do? A thousand percent. So just like I was mentioning earlier, DoorDash kind of snuck their way into your Google listing. So yeah. like, you're, like your restaurant's selling to DoorDash without knowing it. So for the restaurants that weren't offering online ordering, it's, it became a no-brainer. Like, yeah. For the, and that was a way that I was able to scope out clients. So it's like, it was an easy, like you mentioned, go to their websites and most of them, I'll put it uh, not as nice as you did. Then most of them suck. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's really easy to find the ones that didn't offer online ordering. If they didn't offer that, that's an easy thing to, to offer. And it helps them tremendously without doing anything. Yeah. Hey, you don't have online ordering. All your competitors do. You have a website, although it's crappy, upsell time, guys, if you build websites. Um, but if you don't, it's like, mm. hey, put this link or put this button in your navigation that says order online and just I'll send them to my messenger bot on Facebook so that they can facilitate an order. Um, that's that's one of the tactics I use among other campaigns. And it was tremendously successful without me having to do anything. I would build something you know, uh, previously, make it work for the masses install it, set back, relax. And then they would love me because I would charge, you know, just X amount of dollars that's defined every month, the yep. standard price. And then they see an astronomical profit, yeah. you know, like anyone will pay 300 bucks to make 3000 bucks. Yeah. 
So like that's, you know, that was kind of my math and depending on the volume, depending on the complexity of the menu, depending on the things they wanted, I was able to offer the ability to make reservations online. Whereas before you had to call to the restaurant and have a staff member step away from their actual job duties and stay on the phone with you and Mm -hmm. try to understand the customer saying five times and just, it's so inefficient doing things online. People know it are is faster, easier. And obviously in this time of day, uh, more sanitary. So I just, it was like a perfect storm in a bad situation. Like I I almost feel guilty um, that I've had so much success in this uh, time, but at the same time, I can't feel that guilty when I know that I've made my clients, you know, some seven, eight, nine times more than they've ever paid me at any given time. Yeah. Well, well, that's the main thing, right. For, for providing a solution for businesses out there and, you know, they may have got mm-hmm. to the point of where, of what was happening in the world and they could have just thrown their arms up in the air and gone, I, I don't know what to do. And, and I think a lot of people did that. They don't know how to yes. offer the, the online ordering solution. They don't know that they can, how they can pivot and adapt and offering things that people can do remotely. And now, you know, as, as they're coming back online, how they can get more people through the door more efficiently um, and in a safer, socially distanced manner as well. You nailed it, man. You're exactly right. And, you know, I think that regardless of the health situation or not, I think that you've, there cannot no longer be barriers. In 2021, there, you can't be barriers. You're going to lose a sale. You're going to lose yeah. a customer no matter what industry you're in. And the restaurant industry in general, I think, like the low country here, like the slow country, they are a little bit slower to adapt. Yeah. But in this, in this case with the health stuff going on, they've got to be leaders. They've got to be worldwide leaders. And I think so many of them have, whether they adopt a digital solution like mine or whether they just have a better standard of cleaning their place more. Yeah. Having just better, just policies involved is just an overall good thing. I think it's a great thing that there's a light um, being shined on specifically the hospitality industry right now because it gives them an opportunity to showcase how awesome they, that the business is, how awesome the industry is, how great hotels are to stay and how awesome it is to eat in restaurants, you know? Yeah. And they need that more than ever. Um, particularly after 100%. the year that they've had, a, you know, those industry industries have been hit. Um, some of them the hardest, um, really fascinating story and journey for you, like getting into, you know, seeing Kelly's, Kelly's video and, you know, oh, you've moved so, awesome. so quickly, like to create this solution. Were you always sort of destined to create something like tap the table? Do you think, or was it just that, you know, maybe was messenger the last little piece of the puzzle that you needed to go? Yeah. Okay. This is something I need to actually create. I appreciate that. Uh, again, I think I've got to credit, Kelly for a lot of the inspiration. I credit her for so much of my success this year. I always look for the best or the first solutions to problems. And for me, messenger marketing is the first solution of its kind and the best solution of its kind in so many cases. And it's just incredible the the potential that it has. Yep. And it's incredible what it's doing right now. I just think it's important for there to be more people like Kelly and more people like uh, yourself, more people like Rupert shouting to the world how awesome this stuff is. Otherwise, people are never going to 
realize the full potential of what what this technology can do. I know that like my restaurants love to see what's going on in the table. They're checking their accounts all the time. They're telling their you know, mm-hmm. neighbors who also might own restaurants or other businesses who then become my customers, which are great. But it's it's got to be spoken about more. And I think you have done a fantastic job of being a platform to get the word out, man. Well, so have you. I mean, let's let's mention your podcast as well, because because you you <laughs> um, delved into the chatbot podcast as well, and and you know we're interviewing a lot of the very similar people. And like I mentioned before, we hopped on. Like, you know, I don't see it as competition. I see it as like oh, no way, kind man. of like you know it it rises the tide of everyone else and brings everyone up to a level. Because you know, for some of us, it, it might feel like you know it's only two or three, four years for some people that have been involved, which some people might sound like a while, but we've got so far to go. So far, space. man. You you nailed it. And, you know, yeah, I I have a podcast mainly because I've got a freaking big mouth and I can't shut up. Yeah. And so I can't always find people to talk to. So I was like, I'll talk to myself on camera. I don't care. <laughs> now, truthfully, <laughs> um, I, I just couldn't find enough resources out there there weren't enough of the rupert and kelly interviews and a matter of fact i can't wait to have you on my show we'll have to make <laughs> yeah. that work and we'll have fun man i promise like, this has been a blast <laughs> i just think that there's so many rock stars or bot stars as kelly would say that yeah. are doing great things that need to be highlighted yeah and you know i think personally our industry is filled with such smart people that i've found maybe they don't have the same confidence on camera yet that other people in other industries kind of like, hey, yeah whatever i'll get in front of the camera and talk about you know this yeah but our, our folks are just so smart they're like ah, i don't know if i want to give away secrets or ah, i don't know if i want to get in front of the camera i think we, we've got to start doing that and just pra- praising messenger in itself yeah and 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 what omnichannel is i think that's the buzzword of q4 of 2020 is on the channel like and and i think it's true i'm sure you do too if you're not thinking on the channel you're already behind yeah absolutely and and to go back to our our relative podcasters uh podcasts i mean i think you're probably the same and letting in a little bit of the secret is that if we want to learn from people then we just create a podcast and we just bring them on (laughs) it's it's a sneaky little way don't let anyone else know like we're just doing it selfishly so we can interview people and learn from them (laughs) you you freaking nailed it like i i I could have just quit when whenever kelly got on the show episode 15 never forget it it's my favorite number now i could have just stopped there you know, yeah. like that, like mission, mission accomplished. And like, a, like, I am her number one fan, I think, but like, it's so <laughs> fun. I just can't stop. Even though she's like, she's, she was such a great guest. I can't stop because I'm addicted to the game man, and it's so fun. And it's, we've got so far to go. It, we've yeah. just, we haven't even gotten started. That's yeah. amazing. Well, you've had a fascinating journey and do you look back now, you know, back in the college days and even those, those early times, like thinking, working in the restaurant hospitality game mm-hmm. and studying it as well and going like mm-hmm. one day I'm going to be, you know, the person that's probably some of the most critical player in the game at bringing in some revenue for those venues because man, you know, don't make me blush like that on yeah. camera. Oh, it's not <laughs> a camera. Okay, great, great. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, I, I've had a lot of uh, my friends growing up always thought I was going to be this, you know, app developer guy. And I never saw myself that way. My father is a guy in the U S government who does a uh, database work. He's um, 
pretty high up there. And he's like the mm. nerdiest of the nerds, never wanted to do anything with database. That's why I thought social media was so cool. So I thought I would maybe have uh, a chance of having a cool uh, digital marketing agency or a creative agency one day, something like that. Never really like uh, more of along the lines of a development line. Um, and I, I still don't consider myself the best developer in the world. I'd have to get a lot of help for things, mm. but I think that it's just um, problem solving in general is addicting. Yeah. And in this way where you can instantly have that instant gratification of solving problem X, Y, and Z, that's, that's what's got me hooked. And I'm staying here. I'm, I'm here, man. Yeah. And is this, you know, the, the tap the table, was that also a, you mentioned, you know, your wife and your, um, your colleague, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. um, and was that also developing that program important to you? to change how you ran your business as well in, you know, from, from working one-on-one -on -one with clients. And I know that some people we've all been there. We've, we start our business and we go from one boss to having multiple bosses mm -hmm. and we're like, man, was this really why I got in, into this game and, you know, creating a, a software program like this um, now allows you to, to step back a little bit and focus on that. Um, mm -hmm. is, was that important to you to make sure that you're also got the right lifestyle to fit what you're doing as well? Well, I'll tell you, man, um, I've, I've been pretty fortunate my whole life when it's come to career moves. I think, I think, uh, it's, it's always been important to me to try to be successful in anything that I've done, especially when it became, you know, living outside of my parents' house where I had to make money for myself to survive. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, um, when I discovered this chat thing, I, there's no, it was like social media back in the day. And if I know what I know now, when I was working in social media, I would already be a multi, multi-millionaire because no one knew anything. No. <laughs> and I, I had to learn as well. If I know what I know now, I could have solved all the problems. Yeah. Right. So because I had to go through so many barriers myself and jump through so many hurdles myself and understand how to solve these things that would hit me in the face left and right all day long, these problems, mm. um, the platform has allowed me to, at scale, provide the solutions that I found work consistently every time to everyone. And so, yeah. yes, it was important for me because I don't want to spend my time traveling on the road, going to this person or this business or this business or this group to this group to solve the problem. Now I can go to agencies. I can go to other builders. I can go to, um, you know, umbrella companies of mm. well-known franchises and say, guys, this is the tool that will save you millions of dollars in development because yeah. it's so hard to duplicate things at the brand, um, location level versus the brand level. Yeah. And that's what Facebook wants. They want that conversation to happen as many times as possible. So look at it. You can have one brand page and have a million people talking to that brand page, or you can have 1,400 location pages and have hundreds of thousands of people talking to each page there. There's a lot more conversation going on. There's a lot more time being spent on the platform. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um, certainly, you've, you know, I know it's only early days for you, so you, you've certainly got a long, a long way to go, but a really, I'm sure a successful journey ahead of you. Um, I really appreciate it, man. Looking back at, you know, the um, where you got to now, how much of mm -hmm. the success to this point do you think, has been hard work and how much has just been, you know, pure luck and, and being in the right place at the right time? Definitely a mixture of both. Um, I, I would like to say that I, I'm never, 
I'm never the smartest person in most rooms, but I'm usually the hardest worker. And mm-hmm. yeah, that that's a pro and a con. Like it's great for some people to look at something and understand it immediately. I wish I had that ability. I don't. So it might take me two hours to understand something fully, like the back of my hand, like someone like you might understand in 20 minutes. And so I look at things just differently. I'm a, I'm a different type of thinker, I think. And uh, this whole deal here is evolving so fast, just like Mike said in his interview, it, it's hard to keep up and it's hard to, to know what is coming next. Yeah. And so that's why I think that I stay in my lane and just restaurants focus on the goal there and, and not move so much anywhere else. Like I'm not multi-purpose. I can't solve all the problems, but the problems that I focus on, I think have been solved. Hopefully that answers the question there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I think testament to you that it's like Mike said in his interview, people try to build the solution. Um, yes. Whereas they need to focus on the problem. Um, yes. to create a successful business and having that understanding, not only, you know, through the numbers, but, you know, um, having that, that kind of EQ over IQ to know what restaurants are going through, to know what feelings they're um, experiencing, to know that the, the decision maker is the busiest person alive and they don't have time <laughs> to get into the, the nitty gritty of, of as much detail as we'd like to. But if we can speak to them on a level that understand that they understand, and that they resonate mm-hmm. with. Um, and that's that skill can't be taught. Like that is that is inherited. That is a learned skill that clearly you've developed over time to be able to, you know, speak to those those right people at the right time. I'll tell you what, the Facebook Messenger notification sure do make it easy to prove what you're doing is working. Yeah. I think that's that was magic to me and the clients from January up to today. I mean, I still I had to turn my phone off. Otherwise we'd be blowing up nonstop when, you know, especially back in the day when you could just send a message all willy nilly before the March 4th thing, right? Like you could send something and your phone's just going to go off for the next like two hours, depending on how big your list is of people just interacting with the conversation. So the, the, one of the biggest things that I love was the proof of concept along with the proof of purchase. Obviously when they buy the thing, you see it in messenger, you, to know you have a hundred people going to your website's great, but to know who those hundred people are in your messenger far greater. Yeah. 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 Um, this has been great. Loved having, um, yeah, having you you on and, oh, absolutely. Um, is there anything I haven't asked you yet though, that you think would um, be a value to the audience? I think that people need to understand that what you're able to build in platforms like mini chat and chat fuel and sulfur bots and even tap the table yep. is insanely powerful. And there are multi-million dollar agencies out there doing things in a lot of cases, a lot less efficient than even an average person on mini chat. And they're selling these things for an absurd amount of money. And what I'm telling you that for guys is your ability to solve the problem is worth a lot of money. It's an undefined amount of money. And if you can see the money being made, there's that's the question that I see the most. How much can I charge for this chat bot? I don't know how much you can charge for a chat bot, but if you make a business $10,000 in a month, sure, you can charge them five grand. <laughs> They'll pay it. 
if they'll pay it next month too, you know, and that's the, if they, if people start thinking about that, I think it'll make the chat game just explode because all this hard work and all this knowledge put into building flows and funnels when it pay off for that builder and the business money, you know? Yeah. 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 The penny, the penny drops or lots of pennies. Um, yeah. Yes, right, sir. That's right. <laughs> for everyone that's right. involved. Um, lastly, where can people um, contact you, get involved with you, the podcast, tap the table. Um, where's the best place to reach out? Well, I'm working on my monopoly here in the chatbot world, but um, it's the chatbot blog and the chatbotpodcast.com. Tapthetable.io is where you'll go if you'd like to sign up for an account. Uh, Again, it's not truthfully for people that want to build bots. It's for restaurant owners that want a plug and play solution that their messenger does nothing today. Five minutes later, you're selling your pizza. That's for that's who this is for. Yep. Um, But uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, just at Ryan Baggett, so they can follow me or friend me. Awesome. Lovely. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Um, it's been a pleasure. Loved um, to delve awesome. into, you know, this uh, this space that is, like I said, it's been one of the most heavily impacted during 2020. Um, needs a lot of help. Provides such an amazing service. Food is one of those things that is kind of the social lubricator for everyone. Like everyone Ooh, can evolve around like food, you know, um, yeah. and it brings people together. And I think, in a year that we haven't been able to do much too much socializing the power of restaurants and providing that experience has been enhanced even more. So um, thank you for, for con- from the consumer perspective for starters to making it easy to be able to, to contact these restaurants, interact with them, order food, make a booking because man, it is, like I said, there's, there's a, a big gap between the best and the worst um, websites and digital experiences out there, but you know, people like yourself are trying to to bring them all up, which you're doing a great job. I sure do appreciate it, man. And you, you've been a pleasure. I, I hope to have you on my little show. Absolutely, uh, you're, you're awesome, man. And I, I really appreciate what you're doing. And I hope that you get the props and the kudos that you deserve because there needs to be more people out there uh, telling the stories of of these chatbot builders and, and the success the successes in our industry. Man, you're doing a fantastic job. Thanks so much. No, I really appreciate your time. Thanks, man. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Ryan Baggett of Tap the Table. Some great takeaways there and some really valuable lessons for restaurant and hospitality owners, as well as some lessons on business themselves. So thanks again, Ryan. All the links and resources for today's episode can be found at marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session one four. That's marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session one four. 